Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. Welcome to the weird and mysterious world of the Inhuman Experience, a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained. All the way from the Uncanny Valley, my name is Bobby Anthem, and with me as always, half man, half amazing, third half alien, my partner, my ace, my fellow Inhuman. In my language, it means hope. How's it going? It's Bobby Blades here. I dig that reference, man. I like that. <laughs> Why, thank you, sir. Yeah, man. So what's happening today? Oh, not much. We're just having a, a very easy day, and we are talking about some alien-human hybrids. Yes, sir, man. I might know a few. You might know a few. Yeah, they could be walking among us as we speak. Mm, and how how do you spot them? How do you point them out? I mean, do you need special glasses like Roddy Piper wore in uh, them? With Keith David? Yes. They live. Oh, they live, not them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Durr. that was the other thing. <laughs> they live. Yeah. Uh, yeah, quick side note. My favorite scene in They Live was the one at the end when the dude found out that the chick that he was with was an alien. Oh, yes, I remember that. That was my favorite scene. <laughs> you and know, it helped it helped to shape my uh my manhood. <laughs> your it, it shaped your manhood? I don't think I want to know about your manhood. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't wear the glasses. <laughs> but yeah, I love the fact that um you look at you could look at her advertisement, right? Yeah. And then if you put those glasses on, the advertisement said obey or like 
um, have more sex or you know do some other shit. It right. was it was just really cool. And I mean that would still be in my top ten favorite movies. Oh yeah. You know, and not just because quotes. Roddy Piper was in it, but you know that that shit was good, man. It was it was good. It told a good story. Had some really good quotes. Um, the aliens were interesting. Yes, and, they and to say the least. They looked like Freddy Krueger a little bit. You know, they had some fucked up pizza faces. They did. They did. But again, with the glasses, it was easy to spot them. Right. But so today we're going to find out how can we as regular people without those special glasses spot them? Right. And there's there's five interesting facts that you can go about um, finding out if somebody you know is an alien-human hybrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, pay attention. Check it out. Follow along. Find out if I'm a hybrid. Find out if Blades is a hybrid. Find out if maybe you might be a hybrid and for the love of all that is holy please do not do any violence to anybody you think may be an alien human hybrid <laughs> oh man increase the peace Banging <laughs> alien. five amazing signs to identify alien human hybrids have you ever thought <laughs> about that i mean i this is something i've never thought about like that there could be half aliens among us like, I don't know, is that something you've ever thought about? I mean, I'm I, obviously I've wondered about myself because I, I bear <laughs> a striking resemblance to the predator. You know, there are certain things about myself. I don't know. He's a reptilian. <laughs> but I mean, you hear stories, you know, you hear some of the crackpot stories, and, and I don't want to call everybody crazy just because it's something that, that we don't have lots of uh experience or like you know uh, science backing it up it doesn't necessarily mean it's not true uh so i don't want to just write somebody off as, as being crazy if they say that you know they've been banging aliens you know yeah like what was that one that one case where the guy was abducted by aliens and then forced to have sex with extremely good-looking female aliens do you remember that oh i've heard i've heard a few stories like that but i think i know the one that you're talking about like they like they wore him out yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he kept yeah, like they he kept mentioning how um how uh, how good they looked like oh. right right yeah he said they like they slathered some stuff on his on on his body like they slathered him with a gel and yeah <laughs> They yeah, get the old said, uh, alien remember, KY jelly. I just remember that he said that the one was like very attractive, but she had some features like she had unusually large eyes. Yeah, like I remember a, that. almost cat-like features, I think. Right. See, or I might creepy. be thinking about another case where there, the, there are a few. Yeah, I've heard a few about the the, the cat creatures like the females they were long and slender and they had like they had cat-like features right um and i mean right. i love my cats but i really don't want to have sex with cats yeah you can love your cats you just shouldn't love <laughs> yeah cats. don't love don't love <laughs> <laughs> so so if these things are happening and people are reporting that these things are happening then um they must be making some babies right i would say so yeah unless they're um cooked in a petri dish or something like that you know test tubes and petri dishes 
But uh, do you think they're born of actual humans or are they like grown in a lab? Well, if they're if they're actually banging like that, then they're probably actually birthing these babies. Hmm. I mean, it, it, it stands to reason. But if they're more scientifically advanced than we are, then they're probably doing both. Yeah, you would think that that would negate the need for uh, sexual intercourse if they're more technologically advanced because they don't have to have sex to reproduce. They could just take like somebody's DNA. To. No, they don't. don't have to, <laughs> no time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> it reminds me of Barbarella. I don't know if you ever checked out Barbarella. I did, I did, yeah. Yes, man. I, man, that is a... I hate to even say that that's a guilty pleasure of mine. I can proudly say that I am a huge fan of Barbarella, and yeah, they they uh they evolved beyond the need for sexual intercourse. Yeah, but well, think about this. I mean, if you're bringing up movies, what about um, Evolution with David Duchovny, and uh, even uh, even Demolition Man, where the human race had no longer needed sexual intercourse, and they just did it like through virtual reality. I mean, but is it really a? I mean, it's not a need now. No, but they they found they found uh, sexual intercourse to be so repulsive, the exchange of bodily fluids and all that, that they decided not to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, they said messy. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, like that's a bad thing. I know, right? <laughs> but if anyway, that's the future. I don't want it. No, no, in my life now. <laughs> <laughs> But, but back to the original point, if, if these things are happening, then um, they're saying that babies are being born, which means that they are among us, supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. So how do we know? Well, it's funny that you should ask because I've got the five amazing signs to identify alien hybrids right in front of me here. So let's get into this and see if uh, see if we can recognize any of the signs and anybody who we might know. My guess, my yeah. my guess beforehand is yes. <laughs> so okay. Let's, let's go. <laughs> All right. So the first sign, <laughs> there are five signs, and the first one is a lower than average core body temperature. Mm. Much of medicine is based on knowledge that most humans have an average internal body temperature of 98.6. This varies slightly, but little more than a fraction of a degree usually. This is helpful to doctors in identifying fevers, which can be dangerous, especially to children. Okay. So, a core temperature that's lower than 98.6. Yeah. Okay. So, like, what? All right. Now... I'm no doctor, but I don't think the core temperature can lower, can be lower or no wait. Now I'm only getting this from watching a movie, so I don't know how true this is, but <laughs> I read that your, your body temperature cannot be the same as the ambient temperature, like room temperature. So if it's 90 degrees outside and you try to lower your body temperature down to that and like you're a hundred percent human, then you will go into shock. I don't know if that's mm. true, but I've heard it. And I'm no doctor, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm definitely not a doctor, so I do not know. Um, it would be nice if our intern would uh, get on that job and, and do some fact-checking. I know. I, I wish. 
the one thing that I do know is that I, I, I think I'm pretty steady at 98.6, so I'm a little disappointed in that. Mm. I usually oh. run at about 97.5, 97.6. That's usually my core temperature. Cause I have a mm. low heart rate, too. My heart rate is about 57. Mm. So... We're going to have to see if that's one of the signs. <laughs> yeah. So what's next? Uh, truly bizarre dreams. Oh, shit. I'm an alien. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We all tend to have weird dreams, but most of us can identify the source of the dream events in our daily lives. For example, you see an old friend, go grocery shopping, and read a chapter in a Harry Potter novel. That night you dream about you and your friend riding a dragon into Hogwarts to buy grocery items at a seriously out-of-place store in the Hogwarts courtyard. Weird? Absolutely. But can you see where your reality jumbled itself in your head in an entertaining way? However, I said truly bizarre dreams. These dreams seem to have no connection to the adult or child's actual life. You dream about people, places, objects, ideas that you have never encountered in your life. Hmm... So I See, guess I guess I'm normal then. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean you say that. <laughs> I don't know, man. You have some of the wildest dreams I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean Yeah, some of your dreams do include people in your regular life, but yeah. still, man, it's some of the craziest dreams I've ever fucking heard in my life. So Well still uh, the one that amazes me the most is the one you talked about, uh, the world exploding. Like, and, and all the colors you were describing and everything. Uh, well, you know what, though? The exploding dreams, that's that's kind of a regular thing for me, though. But that only happens... That only happens if uh, somebody wakes me up suddenly. That Like, that's how I'm pulled out of the dream. Oh, so the, the dream, it ends very abruptly like that, then? Yes, that's how that's how I wake up. That's what happens when I'm... When I'm you know, if somebody wakes me up while I'm dreaming. Uh, it doesn't matter what I'm dreaming about at the time. Like the exploding, the exploding thing isn't a part of the dream. It's somebody waking me up suddenly. That's when that happens. Okay, so yeah. what about um, maybe characters come into your dream, people that you've never met before, and you are going to places that you've never been. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that a lot, man. Um, I have dreams where I'm with people uh, in settings that I've never been in. Uh, they're usually regular settings. I've just, I've just uh, never been there. But in the dream, I know these people, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we know, we, we, we've known each other for years. Yeah. It seems like uh, we're friends or we're family. But when I wake up, I'm like, I don't know who the hell that was. Yeah. You know? do they, um, now, do they have faces? I, this is what I want to know. Because I dream of people and they, I, I never get to see their faces. People have faces in my dreams. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but I had a strange dream uh, a few days ago, where um, I was in I was in this setting. It's it's hard to okay. So the the colors in the dream were like uh, it reminded me of like an old Tim Burton movie, you know. So those uh, pastel like, colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the grass was especially green and. Like, it was almost like turf, you know? Uh, the trees almost looked plastic, you know? Like, the, the trunk was perfectly cylinder, and the tops of the trees were, like, a perfect 
oval, like almost egg-shaped, but perfectly shaped. Um, there were these structures that, like, I, I don't even know, I can't even say what era, I can't say that they were alien, but they were just some strange structures. It was almost like like we were on a game board rather than real life. And uh, there were two, there were two creatures who were chasing us. I was with a group of people and I didn't even, again, I don't know the people, but in the dream I knew them. But these two creatures, I want to say they were like zombies, but I wouldn't say that they were zombies. One was very much zombie-like and he was, he was huge. He was a big dude, you know, like taller than me and I'm very tall. Um, really big upper body, but he was slow moving like a zombie. We were scared as hell of this guy, but we could run away from him, but he was, he was just diligent like he just stayed after us the other creature was probably scarier than that one um he was it was humanoid uh tall and slender but had i'm trying to remember either had one arm or no arms but it also it wasn't wearing clothes and it didn't have facial features but it like it looked like it didn't have skin you know wow uh, and it was fast as hell but it would it would just pop up out of holes in the ground or it would come out of those weird structures and it would just come at you like just fast so we would just have to get the fuck out of there it was terrifying <laughs> that was the, that was the scariest nightmare like i don't mind i think i've actually said on the show before i like nightmares because i usually wake up from a nightmare feeling rested and my nightmares are always interesting to me. Like, oh man, that was, you know, that was something cool that I could think about, you know, for the rest of the day or whatever. But I woke up from this nightmare scared as fuck. You had Slender Man chasing after you. Oh man, is that what that was? It might have been, yeah, gonna, shit. You said, you said it was tall and slender and it had, it looked like it had no arms. I don't know, I don't know. That's the only, the first thing that popped into my head. I was like, all right. A zombie and Slender Man together. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Okay, so um, so I might be a hybrid according uh, to that one. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so far, so far we might be hybrids, but you're a little more hybrid than I am because your core temperature is a little lower than... <laughs> yeah, normal. And, and you, you have those dreams, so... Yeah. All right, duh. Continuing on, number three, unexplained injuries. In general, hybrids are not left alone. Whatever they each are used for by their creators may vary, but they are frequently abducted and returned during periods of sleep. They tend to wake up expressing things like, My dream was so exhausting. I felt like I didn't get any sleep at all. I woke up feeling like I had been in a car wreck. How did I punch my own arm in my sleep? Look at this bruise. I woke up with a pounding headache, but I don't feel sick at all. Why did my toe get swollen overnight? Oh, oh, hold oh, on. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I've got, I've got a toe infection. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is not looking good for you. No, it's not. Holy shit. Uh, my ear or nose was bleeding when I woke up, etc. Common injuries may seem tiny and easily shrugged away, but they tend to include the following. Needle prick marks, pressure blood marks on the upper arms or hips, swollen toe or finger, the feeling that your entire body has been tossed, smashed, and made sore, the car wreck feeling, joint and muscle pain, a random bruise on the arm or leg, bloody nose or ears, 
busted blood vessels in one or both eyes and a feeling of being too heavy for our own gravity. Mm. Now, I don't know about a lot of that, but when I was younger, I used to wake up with a lot of scratches, um, uh, a lot of pains, and like scratches in places that I couldn't get to easily with my hands. And I always used to wonder about that. Like, am I being assaulted in my sleep by some kind of spirit or whatever? Assaulted, abducted. <laughs> it's all the same. Right. But now, yeah, man. Now, for me now, like, okay, so unexplained injuries. I have I have one eye. Uh, I'm not going to explain that. <laughs> but that is, that's an injury. Um, let me see. Uh... I used to wake up with bruises and scratches and, and stuff like that all the time, but that was mostly when I was with my kid's mother. So that might be an explanation for that. Yeah, that definitely doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, I've had a swollen finger, the good one, the middle one. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. This is looking like a maybe for me. But yeah. I think, uh, a, 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 and absolutely for you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, with the uh with the recent injuries I've had, they were all caused by me. So I don't know, but as a kid, I really can't explain those into this day. So, yeah, maybe perhaps. Mm. So, it's, it's a very definitely maybe situation there. Right, definitely maybe. Yep. <laughs> For both of us on this one. Yeah. But more for you. But more for you. <laughs> more for me. More for me. <laughs> so what we're getting at is that, you know, um, you're going to call the men in white over to get me. They're going to take me away in their paddy wagon and I'm going to be dissected on a... <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> men in white, men in black. Men in black, or, yeah. They got, they got their little flashy thing in my face. Right. Swamp gas from Venus, you know. Swamp gas. <laughs> so what, uh, what do we have next? Continuing on in number four, a sense of placelessness. Most self-identified hybrids indicate that a strong feeling of not belonging can arise from time to time. There are times when the hybrid and even others around them just have a strong sense that they are different. They often get the term old soul applied to them. They feel like they were born in the wrong time or place. They also have a strong sense of purpose and destiny in much of everyday life, although they function in it does not bring them fulfillment or satisfaction that it does for other people. Mm. What do you think about that? I feel like some of that describes me as far as the, the placelessness. I do feel like I don't belong. I've always, my entire life, I felt like I've, I've never fit in anywhere. Uh, as far as having like a deeper purpose or whatever. I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't know if I have a purpose. If I do, I just don't know what it is. But I don't know, man. I'm pretty close on that one. How about you? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty much the same. Um, especially about the sense of purpose. Like, I don't know. But I've, I've always had that feeling of not belonging and feeling like you don't fit in. Um, I don't know, but that could just be a normal kind of feeling for everyone. Maybe it is, you know? Yeah. Maybe most people feel that way. 
They probably do, but they're just better at fitting in. Like, they're they're a lot more apt to do it than people like us. I guess I'm saying. That that kind of makes sense. That really kind of makes sense, man. I'm kind of interested in hearing what other people have to say about that because I know, I know when when asked, a lot of people will say and, and have said to me that they always felt like they didn't belong or fit in. And a lot of these are are very popular people, you know. Yeah, like especially the artistic, expressive people, most definitely.、Man. But yeah, I want to hear like.、Um, All the listeners out there, you know, hit us up in Human Experience Podcast nineteen at gmail dot com and let us know your stories、um, after you listen to this episode, because we definitely want to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, was that the last one? Is there one more? Ah,、uh, the the last one. Ooh, you're gonna love this. I'm already liking it, and I haven't even read the entire thing, but just by the title alone. All right, number five: Animals and children adore hybrids. Oh, we <laughs> we do not understand the connection fully as of yet, but animals and kids love self-identified hybrids. Whereas many adults might view the hybrid as standoffish and odd, the little and gentle creatures of the world are drawn to them. Hybrids are often mistaken as aloof and cold when you first meet them. They stand apart from others and normal activities. Generally, this arises from a subconscious urge to continually question the reality and purpose of daily activities. However, they tend to demonstrate great empathy, kindness, genuineness, and other appealing qualities that create a bond of trust with animals and children. We have been over this. Holy shit! <laughs> We have been over this, man. I have to say that's 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 both of us. Like、yeah. we talked about this. Oh, absolutely. I, I know that's me for sure. Yeah, the same、know? with me. Um, and it's it's hard to explain why animals and kids are so drawn to me. You know, you look at me and I look like a monster. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but kids just have this trust. Like I could be out in public, and a strange kid will just run up to me and hug my leg, like want to play with me. And like kid, you should be afraid of me. I look like I would swallow you. you know? Yeah, it, I mean, I don't have. I'm not six feet tall, and I don't have long dreadlocks. But I mean, I look pretty scary.、Um, and you know, I'm just whenever I go to like the doctor's office. There's always a woman with her child there, and the kid is staring at me and smiling at me and trying to talk to me, and I'm just like, I'm feeling really odd about it. I'm like, all right, you know, I I don't want to be like talking to you. I feel really strange right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like one time, I remember, I was waiting to see my guitar teacher. I was in the waiting room, sitting in a chair, and this guy had three kids, and the kids were climbing all over me like I was a jungle gym. <laughs> and I'm like these people don't even know me, never met him before, and I'm just sitting there, and they're climbing on me, and they're talking to me, and I'm like, wow, I feel really weird about this. <laughs> It's a good thing though, man. That's that's、uh, kids, kids and animals. They have that instinct, you know. They have that mechanism that I guess we grow out of at a certain point, or maybe we don't. Maybe some people don't grow out of it, but they yeah, just, maybe not. They know. They know who to trust, man. You know, yeah, it's a good thing. And even like when I used to take walks, there would be、uh, stray cats, and they would come up to me and let me pet them.、Yeah. 
and they did that they do that to my mom too like sometimes she'll talk to the cats and they will follow her like ma don't bring any more cats home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i go to anybody's house who has a who has a pet you know it doesn't matter what that animal is it will crawl it will climb on my lap oh know? absolutely yes yeah. Just like they could be the meanest dog or they could say that, yeah. oh, my dog is so mean. Don't, you know, don't interact with the dog. But then you go there and the dog is like licking your hand and everything. Yeah. Trying it, to hug. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it wants to like be right next to you and just like be there with you. Um, whereas it doesn't even act like it doesn't even act that way to its actual owners. But right. like, it, it feels like it has a special bond with you. Yeah. That's like some crazy shit that I always experience. Yeah, man, it's it's really funny that that's on that list too because I feel like we both we've talked about that one. Oh like yeah, great length, especially great in our length. animal episode. You know, we we went on about it. Yeah. Ooh. So. Uh, Damn, I'm sad. I would say that we're both leaning toward the hybrid side. You know, we're we're star seeds. I think so, man. I'm not <laughs> sure how I feel about this. I mean, that's not a bad thing. I feel a little strange, but it does answer a lot of questions. It makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, we are inhuman. That's right. You know, they told us we're not human. We're like, no fucking shit. <laughs> it makes sense, man. We told it before we knew it. Yeah, we were uh, we were prophesizing our own existence. <laughs> so this is good, man. I'm not, I'm not going to complain. I'm in a good place with this. I'm okay. I'm not from here <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where you're from but you know you're not from here <laughs> right makes sense man this is why we were drawn together so i'm good with it uh i want to know i want to know if the other people who are listening to this right now are good with it i want to know if they're good with with uh with you and me being uh, alien human hybrids i want to know if any of these signs apply to the listener that's right. What's up with you guys? We want to know. Are you human? Are you from here? Yeah. Did did any of those five things that I listed off, um, did they resonate with you at all? If so, let us know. That's right. And that's Inhuman Experience Podcast 19 at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast with the hashtag am I human? <laughs> Thank you for contacting Inhuman Resources, a Q&A segment where you can have your cues aid by these two jackasses, at least to the best of their limited abilities. Feel free to ask any question at all, from how to make a peanut butter sandwich, to how can I get my hot coworker to notice me, to how do manatees bang, any question at all. Just contact at IEXP underscore podcast on Twitter with the hashtag inhuman resources or email inhuman experience podcast 19 at gmail.com with inhuman resources in the subject line. And we'll see what we can do about bringing you that much closer to enlightenment. Now transferring you over to the inhumans and. So we got another question from our boy Jay Silver from the Smack It Down podcast. (laughs) 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 Big ups to Jay Silver from the Smack It Down podcast bringing in those questions. That's our boy, man. Keep that coming, Jay, man. We got a lot of love for you, man. Fuck yeah. So 
So Jay asked the question, uh, and his question was prompted by uh, my mention of my the tattoo that I have on the back of my hand. He asked if we have any other tattoos and what do we have? So God what do you have damn, <laughs> that's actually a good question. I don't really get asked that enough. Uh, yeah, man, I got a, I got almost a full sleeve on my right arm here. Um, mm -hmm. It starts at the knuckles, or I mean, a little bit above the knuckles, and it goes all the way to right below the bicep. I mean, right below the shoulder, not the bicep. But yeah, I'll, I'll get that right one of these days. But yeah, there's a lot of shit going on here, man. So like on the back of my hand, I got Veritas. Um. <laughs> And then in black flames going all the way up my arm, there's, you know, there's some skulls going on there. On the inside of my forearm, I've got Ichigo's mask from the anime Bleach. Um, got a couple pentagrams in there. I've got, oh, <laughs> I've got, the, I've got the album cover for Merciful Fate, um, their album 9 with that little demon skull boiling in lava. And then I've got a Wu-Tang symbol on my shoulder. Nice. <laughs> and then on the, uh, on the left side of the neck, I've got a pentacle there. And moving over to the right side, let's see what we got. I've got myself a little graveyard scene that I had done when I was uh, 20 years old. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's a bunch of weird shit going on. There's like spirits rising up from the grave and turning into an angel. At the end, it's it's a quarter of a sleeve. And then on the right side, left side of my neck, I've got uh, the Japanese kanji for love and the Japanese kanji for blade. <laughs> of course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's all my tattoos. Oh man, that's cool as shit, man. So the uh, so the graveyard. Uh tattoo you designed that one uh no that was actually the first tattoo i'd ever gotten it was designed by this artist who was just getting into tattooing and he used me as kind of his um practice canvas oh that's cool okay. but yeah it came out pretty good nice man okay yeah yeah man um i'm picturing all of the shit that you got man pentagrams dude <laughs> 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 fucking goats heads pentagrams and shit like that <laughs> perfect man shit that's 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 good for you man <laughs> <laughs> just don't put it on me <laughs> hey we all have our thing man yeah and, um, yeah so for me for me what i have i have uh all of my tattoos are on my arms i don't have i don't have a full sleeve or anything to just spread out you know but the very first tattoo that I got was um, my roach. I, I talked about that on uh, a couple of other shows. I have a tribal uh, cockroach that looks like a superhero emblem. Um, that was specifically what I asked for. It was, it was designed uh, specifically for me. Um, the guy who drew it up, he showed me a few designs. I picked this one because it's perfect. And, and I've been using it, I've been using it as a, pretty much my official logo um and i have uh let me see i have a turtle on the back of my right hand i have an angel on my right forearm and my oldest daughter's name and birthday is underneath that uh on the inside of my right forearm i have a quote from a don mclean song 
falling through time. It says, and the earth will turn in the silence of space, always in motion, yet always in place. And all things will change, yet remain what they are. And far will be near, and near will be far. Uh, I like that tattoo. At first glance, it kind of looks like it might be a rash. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at it, it's like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. And a lot of people want to try to read it, you know. So It's a rash uh, like that it. looks like letters. Right. So uh, on my left arm, well, first, before I get into that, I still have to get a couple more tattoos because I have my oldest daughter's name and birthday. But I have two other kids and, you know, uh, a lot of things changed in my life. Uh, you know, I was. Uh, my job situation kind of changed, and I stopped getting tattoos. But I still have to get my my two other kids. I don't I don't care. I'm getting those tattoos at some point. But on my left arm, I have another angel, and I have a monkey with a microphone, and the the microphone cable spells out monkey style. <laughs> I don't think you've ever told me about that one. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I think so that was the it's kind of like Sean Price monkey bars. You got monkey style. Monkey bars. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was the last tattoo that I got. Yep. And um, the monkey is wearing shell toes because that's kind of my thing. Like I always wear shell toe Adidas. Yeah. My Adidas. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> my ongoing tribute to Jam Master J. Yeah, or or you yeah. could just be like Corn, wear the Adidas uh, outfits and shit. Yeah, and, and I have a few. I have a few. You know, Adidas is my official brand. Uh, you you got to get sponsored by Adidas, man. I'm working on it. Yeah. So I <laughs> yeah. I want to know about um when you get the tattoos of your kids, are you going to put them on your ribs like AJ Styles does? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not doing that because <laughs> I already have my oldest daughter's name like on my wrist, like right above, like right below the angel on my fore on my right forearm. Okay, so, so you're gonna put the rest of the you're gonna put them like right underneath that, or on the other arm, you know, uh, somewhere in the same, you know, same vicinity. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yep. So those are the tattoos, and uh, thank you, Jay, for not asking about the piercings. Yes, thank you, Jay, because I did not want to hear that story again. <laughs> So that was Jay's question. Thank you, Jay. Um, and I know that you mentioned, Jay, that you have some tattoos, so we would like to hear about yours. And anybody else who's listening right now, uh, we want to know about your tattoos. So let us know. If they want to contact us, they can do it at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast with the hashtag inhumanresources. Confirmed sighting. Now I'm going to get into the Mandalorian. Where do I begin? I suppose I should start from the beginning. But honestly, uh, it's hard to retain, like, without watching the series for a few times over. Like, I had only seen all of the episodes once. And so I can't really recall all of those what-the-fuck moments and those moments that were kind of just there. So I guess I'm going to base the series as a whole. Yeah, going by the whole series, 
I would say I was not expecting much, especially considering the newest installments of the Star Wars films. And like, I didn't really have high hopes for it, but I also didn't know what to expect. So going into it, not knowing what to expect was probably the best thing that because if I had expectations set beforehand, that would have really ruined it for me. And so when I um, when I saw the previews for it, I thought it was going to be a, like a Boba Fett type story. I thought Boba Fett was actually going to be the Mandalorian. Um, so that was kind of the only expectation really that I had. And then when I watched the first episode, it was like, hmm, okay, I can understand this. You know, it's um, it's not nobody was going too in-depth into things they were just like all right this guy's a bounty hunter um you know this is what he does and he's put on a task to do this job and then you know we learn a little bit more about the character we still don't learn a whole lot because you know it's still the first season and i think the mandalorian could have done better with possibly 10 episodes maybe 12 um eight episodes a lot of things felt like they were rushed. And that's the problem that I have with a lot of these streaming services who put out maybe eight episodes or sometimes even 10. And then they try to fit all of the story within that eight to 10 episode marker. And it just doesn't feel right sometimes. It, it appears as though the story is being forced upon us and that we have to finish it quickly. So that's the like that's the only like one of the negatives one of the big negatives that i would say that you know with eight episodes some parts of the story seemed rush there wasn't a lot of character development like especially like from the beginning of the series we learn that the mandalorian he does not like droids and we never really know why that he is he doesn't trust droids he doesn't like them he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be around them basically like he doesn't he just got something against droids that's like that's what i got from it and then like near the end an incident occurs where it's like all of a sudden everything is forgiven and he has this whole new outlook on on things and it's like i don't know it felt like it was rushed that that part of the character arc I think it could have gone over a couple episodes, you know, slowly. Uh, it, it didn't feel like it progressed naturally and organically. And like the same thing could be said about his relationship with the guy that Carl Weathers played. And that's, yeah, that kind of fits into what I'm talking about of the show being so short with eight episodes. Because if they had more... And then they perhaps, you know, they did the first half of the season and then waited um, six to eight weeks and then came out with a second half of the season. It could be a little bit, it could be better, different maybe. I don't know if they keep the same writer or the, okay, I'm going off into another tangent here, but yeah, if they split the season apart and half and half, so maybe uh, 12 episodes, right? They did, they put out six, 
wait for six to eight weeks, put out the other six. That might give the show some breathing room. That might give it a little time for us to get to know these characters, uh, to be able to digest like what's going on, to process everything. And then they can move forward with it, and then it would feel more organic. But as for like the rest of the character development, within the within the time frame that they had, I think that they told a good story. I mean, I was I was really impressed with how it went and how it was um, based in the Star Wars universe, but not like a, a whole fully Star Wars kind of feeling experience. It was a little bit different. Uh, a lot of people call it space western, and that's kind of yeah, that was kind of my take on it. I was thinking of Firefly a lot. Like remembering Firefly when I had when I was watching Mandalorian, and like Firefly, I thought was a great series. I enjoyed the movie Serenity. I think that tied it up nicely, even though it really didn't tie it up nicely because we still got the uh, Serenity or Firefly comics, I believe. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's kind of like the same thing with the Buffy. Um, after the series ended, the comics kept expanding the universe, and. I read about, mm, I read, yeah, I think maybe two seasons of the comic. And then it started to get really, really weird and strange. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can continue on with this because, you know, this world is, it's not like the medium that's presented to me on TV. And a lot of times the comics and the books are way better. But in this case, having come from the experience of the television and going into the book, it was it was just completely a mind fuck. Didn't know what was going on. And, you know, things were just really strange. So I, I tried my hardest and I tried to stick with it, but that didn't happen. And so, yeah, back to The Mandalorian. Um, the way it ended, it was... Hmm, like, uh, I'm still going back to my initial gripes about that, where the it seemed like the character development moved really quickly at that certain point. And so I'm just going to have to base it off of the a lot of the events that happened during the end and the final episode and probably where it could go from there. And I'm hoping that... Um, I'm hoping that when it picks back up, if there is a season two... That we kind of see the adventures of the... We see the adventures of the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, and um, the little baby. I don't know the species, but so everybody calls him Baby Yoda. Yeah, I hope it kind of picks up from there. I want to I wanna know like what goes on in their day-to-day -day lives. And how they... How the Mandalorian tries to find this little baby's people. So... Does he raise the child or does he actually search for the search for his race so he can be with more of his kind? Um, and I definitely want to see more Mandalorians in it, just like they were. Like, does he does he look for his own people now that he finds that they've been basically almost fully wiped out and they've gone to ground once again? So, yeah, I want to know that. And I want to know, like, the stories of the guild too. I want to know more about that. And does does the Mandalorian join the guild once more? Because I know he's on a quest right now. 
or at least that's how it kind of ended with him being on a quest and so yeah that's my that's pretty much my take on the mandalorian and i know i had gotten into some other stuff you've been tuned into the inhuman experience podcast join us again on this strange journey as these two geniuses attempt to make sense of the strange and the unexplained if you've got a question or a story to tell you can contact the inhumans on twitter at iexp underscore podcast or you can email them at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com your story could appear on a future episode feel free to leave a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash inhuman dash experience dash podcast forward slash message and make yourself heard don't forget to leave a five-star review on itunes for a shout out and to have the review read by the boys thank you for tuning in and until next time we are the inhumans are you experienced <laughs> <laughs>